All right, welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have with us George Abreu, the founder and COO of Elevate Commercial Investment Group. George, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and provide some value. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, hey, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot about what you do. But before we talk about what it is that you do, I want you to tell our viewers, who is George Abreu? Yeah, so I'm a pretty average guy. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, you know, when I started uh, college, I knew I wanted to be a business owner. Um, kind of felt it was just in my blood. Um, my father owned his own business and a lot of my uncles own their own business. I still went ahead and, and got my engineering degree, um, but started doing some real estate deals on the side and eventually did enough to where at that time I had gotten a, a job in UPS at the engineering department, um, quit my W2 and, and started doing real estate full time. That was 15 years ago. Um, have made some some shifts within the real estate industry throughout the years. Um, started with single family. Really wanted to scale the fix and flips. I enjoyed uh, just transforming the properties. That's when I started my own construction company to help scale that side of the business. And then um, started working my way up to small multifamily to where I'm at now, which is you know, we hundred percent focus on large multifamily deals. Um, at the end of this month, we should be at over 3000 units. Wow. Uh, 250 million, um, under management and, um, continuing to grow. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, good for you. That's really great. That's really great. So talk to us about that. I'm, I'm interested in two parts in that journey, at least initially for this part of our, of our show. So talk to us about the initial push into real estate. What initially drove you to invest in real estate? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I, I knew I wanted to own my own business, but I had no idea what I wanted to do or what kind of business I wanted to own. Um, I spent weekends at the library. Um, you know, back then we had to actually go to a library and, and read books. Um, <laughs> couldn't just get on the internet and find everything. Um, and I just, I kept, uh, looking and and researching into successful individuals, and it seemed like somewhere in their path to success, real estate investing was was there. Whether they built their wealth off that, whether they took the wealth they built from something else and just um, multiplied it through real estate, um, it kept coming up. So I got attracted to it and started looking into it, and um, just fell in love with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, the second thing I wanted to focus on, because this was so impactful for me when I was back in that position, you know, I remember, I'll never forget, I was, I'm a former business development executive for Amazon, and I'll never forget the moment that I left that W-2 job, right? Great job, great benefits, great stock. Everybody knows the company. I don't have to say anymore. I remember when I finally left that job, I, I literally, I was in the shower and I was thinking to myself, how many properties do I need to own to replace that income, right? And that, for me, that was the jumping off point. 
And and when I made that jump, I had heard so many stories of other people who had successfully transitioned from the W-2 life to the full-time real estate investor life. And I know it was a long time ago for you, but I, I want you to talk to me about that point, that turning point in your life where you left the W-2 and went 100% full-time into real estate. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it, it's something that, that I will not forget. You know, it was... Um, the business was really starting to pick up on the real estate side and it was to the point where I felt like, okay, you know, one, I'm doing a disservice to this company because my mind is somewhere else. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and two, you know, I'm losing money by being here. Um, I really am. So, you know, my, my family was thought I was crazy, sure. especially my mother, you know, she's like, you're leaving this <laughs> for sure job, this great company. Um, what are you going to do about insurance? I'll never forget right. that. You know, and I was like, look, if I'm making this much money, I'm pretty sure I can figure out the insurance piece. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's what drove me, you know, finally turned in that resignation and haven't looked back. Awesome. Well, hey, anybody who's watching this, I want myself and, and George to be a beacon of, of clarity because if you're ready to make that move, you don't need to be talking to people who are going to tell you not to, right? There's plenty of people who your move is going to make them very uncomfortable. But there's plenty of people like George and myself who will be there to support you. Because based on what George has told me and based about what I know about myself, that moment of freedom and liberation and enlightenment and empowerment, I'll never forget it and I'll never look back. It was probably the most important and impactful decision that I've ever made. So if you're thinking about doing it, reach out to other people who are going to support you. It's really an incredible thing. So I want to talk next, George, about your transition from single family to multifamily. I'm someone who can relate to you. You know, I'm I'm formerly I I call myself a recovering house flipper, right? I still have that itch to scratch. (laughs) I like you know, I I drive, I I go for a run or I go drive down a street and I see a house and I start looking up the tax records and it's really hard to stay away from. But I also, along the same analogy, I look at at single family house flipping as a gateway drug to commercial real estate. It certainly was for me. (laughs) I want to hear yeah. from you about your transition from single family to multifamily. Um, yeah, so it was from the second I got into the single family, um, you know, my thought was always, okay, so how can I grow this? How can I scale this? And um, made a lot of moves to do that. Was doing a high volume of single family fix and flips. And we also had our wholesales on the side and, um, doing a lot of deals per, per month, per year, but I had like no time, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it was all business all day. Sure. Um, my wife worked with me. So, I mean, it was literally all we would do was talk business, um, which is good to some extent, right? Like you've got to have yeah. um, a social life as well. Um, and then I was introduced to to multifamily syndication. Um, you know, before I looked at an, an apartment and I thought, okay, well, you know, to own that, I've got to have millions and millions to come in and buy that. Um, and that's as far as I took it until I, I actually through the construction company, I did a renovation for somebody, a multifamily investor, and he explained how he had acquired the property and um, how he had syndicated it and brought these investors together. And that just blew my mind. Um, Started looking into it and then uh, I knew 
don't know how to explain it, but I just knew that's what I wanted to do. It, it was, I would put as much time as I was putting into a single family, into a multifamily and, and, um, you know, have this many more units and, and increase my net worth sure. by, by this much. Um, it just made sense. So I, I slowly started doing that transition. Um, I did realize at some point where, you know, I was still, go I still had the single family going and I was trying to do the multifamily and I just felt like I was spreading myself way too thin. Yeah. And I finally said, that's it. You know, I sold whatever I had on, on the single family and haven't done a single family deal since. Um, I do get that itch sometimes. Yeah. Um, the struggle is real. But, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I definitely can relate to you on that. I mean, I know that um, I also was at that point where it was like doing the single family thing, got the rental properties, become a commercial real estate broker, loving it, spread too thin. And, and again, one of the best decisions I made was not unlike yourself, I cut that off and I became unifocused on something, which for me mm -hmm. was commercial real estate brokers. And that really allowed me to become an expert in my field, like just like it, it sounds like it did for you. So listen, you're somebody who's been around the block at least a few times, right? 3,000 doors, hundreds of millions of dollars of assets under management. I would love, George, for you to share your top three pieces of advice to our viewers. Yeah. Um, you said one right now, which was focus. You know, I always say I didn't really start growing in the multifamily industry till I decided to, hey, this is what I'm going to focus on. Um, you know, I, I transitioned my construction company as well to hundred percent focus on multifamily and, and my investments. And that's when things really started taking off. Um, so I think, you know, not getting distracted and, and really focusing on, on what you want. That's number one. Um, number two is, is realizing that. It's going to take a team to get there and you're not going to be able to do it all yourself. Um, whether that team is business partners or, um, employees, whichever route you choose, um, you're going to need it. You're yep. going to need it. And, and, um, you should start planning for it from day one and starting to lay out how that's going to look. Um, and then I would say number three is implementing systems and procedures that goes Definitely. along with that team. You can't build that team without having those systems and procedures, or at least you can't build it properly. Right. Um, yeah, you do those three things and, and you're good to go. Love it. So focus, build a team because you can't do it all yourself and systems and procedures. I definitely agree with you on that, especially that third one. What I found is that highly successful individuals, they're not out there reinventing the wheel every day. They spend a lot of time perfecting their systems and procedures, and then it's almost like a rinse and repeat. They just keep doing the yep. same activities over and over again because they know that those are the activities that are going to generate the results that they need. So definitely appreciate you sharing that. So listen, George, again, you've been around the block many times. You've done quite a bit. I want to know, what is your greatest accomplishment so far? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, man. Um, you know, I would, I would have to say that first 
multifamily property that that I acquired. Um, you know, that was a huge step. Uh, really proving it to myself that, hey, this is possible. I can do this. Um, yeah, I would go with that one. Awesome. And, you know, I, I definitely I believe in that so much because you use those words once I proved it to myself. Right. And I would venture to say I'm not sure but you can tell me if I'm wrong. But once you proved it to yourself, that probably made not only a shift in your consciousness, but a shift in your ability in the physical landscape to get things done. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it made me start talking about numbers in a different way. You know, the the millions that you talk about in, in, in multifamily wasn't something I was used to with right. um, single family. Um, and then, yeah, just the fact that, that we were able to get one to the finish line and then obviously implement the business plan and, and be successful with it as well. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's it. Just goes to show you that inner reality creates external reality, and if, if you believe it, if you feel it in your mind and in, in your being, it's going to manifest itself in physical reality. Just another great example, which I, I see all the time on the show. So, look, George, talk to us about some of your future goals. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, some future goals. You know, I'm looking to. To get to 10,000 units as, as quick as possible, um, at the same time, you know, not sticking to our systems and procedures, right, and, mm -hmm. and, and making sure what we're acquiring is is good properties that fit our criteria, but um, trying to get there as quick as possible to then continue to grow and bring in in-house, you know, at that point, I'm, I'm I'll start looking into, or probably even before that, but um, uh, property management, in-house mm -hmm. property management. We already got the in-house construction. Um, and there's just so many things that can be done from once you have that that scale, that many units. Absolutely. No question. So, look, we got about a minute left. I want to turn the tables on you. Do you have any questions for me, George? Ooh. I don't think I've ever had that asked. Well, here we are. Uh, what's your number one? Number one success? Number one uh, advice you would give to listeners? Number one advice I'd give to listeners is to take massive action. And I've heard this, being in this side of the, okay. of the, this, the, uh, the microphone, I've heard this over and over again from 90-plus professionals, incredibly successful professionals that I've interviewed, and that is that you have to take massive action. A lot of times people who are in the beginning stages or who are trying to get to the next level, they suffer from analysis paralysis. And really, I believe that by taking massive action, you're going to ensure yourself massive successes. Because really most things in life, especially when it comes to sales, when it comes to real estate, it's all about a numbers game. So the more activity you have, the more action you take, the more success that you'll see. George, thank you so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Same here, man. Well, hey, I'm Dan Lukowitz, your host of Dan on Top. I love it. This has been a lot of fun. Stay tuned. We'll see you soon.